Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Hello everyone, welcome to Hue at Home, I'm Tracy Koga. Today we'll learn more about a new event happening in Winnipeg, the Samantha Mason Foundation Gala, happening on Thursday, May 5th at the RBC Convention Centre. It has been a heartfelt journey for parents Brad and Judy Lynn Mason, and we'll learn more about the organization Live Different with CEO Charles Roberts. This is Hue at Home. A very, very heartfelt welcome to Judy Lynn and Brad and to Charles too. Uh, thank you all three of you for joining us here on Hue at Home. Um, the conversation will be warm and inviting and exciting because it's all about a brand new event and hey, we are all looking for something to cheer about <laughs> in, in this year of 2022 as we all sort of get out of this pandemic and enjoy life. But uh, I'm going to start with Brad and Julie, Judy Lynn. Um, it's about a very special person I know to your heart, Samantha, your daughter. And it's sort of why we're all here today and we'll bring Charles into the conversation too because I know that uh, he's a very close friend to your family. But I'll start with you, Brad and Judy Lynn. Who was Samantha? <coughs> Well, Samantha was uh, Samantha was our youngest daughter. Uh, number one, we've got uh, we've got a, a, an elder daughter, and uh, we have a middle son. And uh, Samantha was the the youngest. And um, Samantha was uh, one of those kids that um, she was just so personable and so so happy and so carefree. Uh, you know, when she was just a baby, uh, my father was convinced that this wasn't her first time around because she just seemed so so knowledgeable and so um you know so 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 plugged in and cued in but she was uh she was the light of our of our life uh, obviously and um and every day was a, a new adventure for her and it was all about having fun and uh, and loving people and uh and experiencing life so that's uh that, that's pretty much samantha in a nutshell for sure and now Judy Lynn, um, Samantha sounds and like an incredible person, so like Brad mentioned, so full of love, but obviously there were undertones of something else that was going on in Samantha's life. Yeah, she, um, she was a very carefree girl for, for most of her life and she, uh, she loved to sing and dance, and and we've got some some video of her singing, which is we cherish dearly. And uh, she loved to swim. She loved to have fun. She had great friends, um, and it's those friends that actually uh, were the ones that came forward and and um, 
helped us understand some of the challenges that Samantha was having. Um, unfortunately, we didn't um, we didn't know about those challenges until it was too late. Mm -hmm. And so, Brad, the challenges, and we know it, bullying, uh, the mental anguish that's suffered by so many young people, um, and Samantha obviously uh, was victim to this too. So as parents, I mean, going through this all, um, you can look back on it now, but um, I guess what were some of the obstacles that you <clears throat> faced? Well, so, you know, I, I guess probably we lost Samantha um, seven years ago when she was 15. And uh, to our knowledge, or best guess, um, she started uh, being bullied and picked on in school uh, probably two or three years before that. And uh, and never never told us, you know, and, and we didn't really, we didn't really have any idea. I mean, we saw changes in Samantha for sure, but we kind of... Um, teenager yeah we wrote them off to just a you know teenager teenage girl you know just um, going through her things and, and stuff and and uh unfortunately she never I, I actually when, when we did find out that she had been bullied uh, or was being uh, very brutally bullied um you know we had a conversation and i said why did you why didn't you come to us because we i mean we would have helped you through it. we would have fixed it and, and she said i i thought it would have made it worse you know so so it was something that she kept uh, to herself and um, and didn't let us know about. Now, when we did find out about it, two of her dear friends uh, finally uh, came to us and, uh, and went to the uh, teachers to uh, let them know what was going on. I guess the you know the the kids that were um, harassing Samantha and, and giving her a hard time were, were were pretty good at it. You know, that wasn't done out in the open. It was when adults weren't watching and. Uh, and they were they were as surprised as anybody. But um, what we ended up doing was taking Samantha out of the public school that she was in, and we put her in a private school, a Christian school. And uh, and and to our knowledge, things things were getting better, anyways. And and I think they were as far as you know the support and everything else from her new friends and new classmates and everything else. I think it was much better. But I I, I think that you know when we lose our self assurance and, and our self esteem. I, I think we start to almost bully ourselves, don't we? You know, so uh, Samantha had a few years where she was, you know, led to believe that she you know, wasn't worthy of love and, and that she, you know, she wasn't uh, attractive and, and she wasn't smart and she wasn't this and she wasn't that. Uh, and she was left with a bunch of negative thoughts that just kind of kept going around in, in her head without the continued uh, outside um, uh, influence. So. Uh, she was getting therapy, and uh, you know, again, we we felt that the the therapy was very positive, and uh, she just did a good job of of um, hiding her anguish for sure, you know. And and uh, uh, seven years ago this month, actually, um, you know, we got a phone call uh, about seven o'clock in the morning, and uh, with with two words, our entire life turned upside down. And, it was my ex-wife calling me, and uh, she just told me it's uh, Sammy's dad. So, hmm. wow. Uh, I mean, so both of you have lived through a parent's worst nightmare, 
Um, and, you know, it even seven years seems like yesterday. Um, but how have you and Judy Lynn moved forward? And you mentioned you had a family. And we'll I'm going to bring Charles in too because, you know, um, there is a, a family trip that you took. And, you know, if we can shine a light and, and think about that time uh, going on a, a, a build in a poor, poor country and, you know, being able to help people that are impoverished. Um, yeah. I guess when you kind of think on things like that, does that help you and Judy Lynn, you know, move forward, Brad? It, there's, I mean, there's no question. It's, um, it's the the love and support of our friends and, and our peers and our family that that every day, you know, um, allows you to keep moving forward. There's, a, there's an obligation certainly to your, you know, your remaining children who, who you love dearly and. Um, as a parent, you can't just curl up into a fetal position and, uh, and decide you're going to uh, quit life. You have to keep moving forward, and that's and that's what we do. We keep putting one foot in front of the other, and, and like I say, we're surrounded. We're we're very fortunate, and we're surrounded by all kinds of people who love us and, and support us and and, uh, and help us on that journey. And, and Charles is one of them. You know, I, I met Charles when um, when uh, we first uh, started doing um, some builds in the Dominican Republic uh, through. His organization looked different. Um, who one half of their he'll do a better job of explaining it than I will for sure. But you know, kind of one half of their um, organization is to build homes in impoverished uh, countries for families that are in need. And uh, our family went on a, a build trip in I think it was 2012, maybe something like that. All, all of us did, and, and it was great. And you know, it was a great bonding experience mm -hmm. for us as a family. And it was uh, is it was just a really really good time and um, it was one of those life-changing trips that we took for sure and Charles and I became very good friends and Charles and, and the entire family became very good friends and when Samantha uh, passed away um, you know Charles reached out and asked you know what he could do and how he could help and um, you know we had we had come to terms with the fact um, at that point in time that we really needed to uh, put our, our energy um, and our grief into something that would try to find some kind of a positive from this and mm -hmm. in that um you know finding other other kids and, and uh, other children that were, were struggling and, and to try to help them through it so that uh, they didn't uh, have the same um you know the same end to their story as samantha did so uh charles charles was um was gracious uh, enough to invite us down to hamilton to his off, uh, head office then and we met the rest of his team and uh, he told us more about the high school program that uh, he does uh, or they do across Canada where they get in front of uh, more you know Canadian, Canadian youth than any other organization uh, in Canada and they and they go in <clears throat> instead of a message of anti-bullying which doesn't seem to work pretty good I mean that's I remember back when I was a kid that was a long time ago you know there's there's there bullies and we talked about it and uh, and um, I don't know if much has changed along those lines but Live Different certainly has a different approach to it where they you know, they, they don't talk about not bullying, they talk about um, love and compassion mm -hmm. and, uh, and and empathy and um, mental wellness. And mental wellness and, and that. So, and uh, when, when Judy Lynn and I were in Hamilton uh, meeting with their team, they shared, you know, some of the program. We saw some of their uh, peer speakers uh, addressing other kids on different videos. And what really, um, what really grabbed us was uh, the testimonials and the texts and the emails that came back from a lot of the students that had seen 
their presentation and uh, you know many of them their, their story was similar in that they had um, either su suicidal thoughts or, or some of them had actual suicide plans you know in their, in their journals in their daytimers and and uh, after having seen the presentation it had changed their lives and turned their lives around and and it made them feel that there you know was was hope you know and, and I don't I don't I don't think people do drastic things until they feel they're in a position where there's no hope any longer, right? You know, so that's so we we uh, we shed a lot of tears and we went through a lot of boxes of Kleenex and uh, and we had a lot of hugs with uh, Charles and the rest of the team and and uh, we really thought that it was something that had Samantha been exposed to the presentation mm -hmm. very well saved your life. So so at that point in time, uh, we told Charles to. Uh, the foundation that we were creating in Samantha's name, the Samantha Mason Foundation, Angels of Compassion. Uh, we wanted to work closely with Live Different and to uh, make sure that we were supporting that uh, organization. Wow. Well, you know what? Congratulations to you and Judy Lynn. I mean, as parents too, to come forward and to share your story. And we need to hear more of that because uh, we need to break the silence. And the silence is always there. Um, and we know too as well as parents and we know the kids no I don't want my parents involved they don't they can't help me they'll only make it worse and I'm gonna bring just Charles briefly into this conversation too to talk we'll talk more about live different but let's talk about the Mason family uh, what kind of impact did that have on you Charles as a person you know regardless of the foundation yeah, we've been friends, like Brad said, for many years, you know, before Sam's passing. And uh, I think there's a core, some core values that we share in, uh, you know, just wanting to help and serve and care for other people, you know, before this event happened. And we've, you know, built kitchens and schools and, and different things mm -hmm. in developing countries and houses. And we had, had um, so of course, when a tragedy like this strikes so close to home, it, it affects everybody, right? And um, I think your comment to, to Brad and Judy Lynn about um, kind of breaking that silence. There's thousands and thousands of other parents too mm -hmm. who've experienced something similar, but it's not talked about very often. So I appreciate your encouragement there too. Um, you know, even with the Samantha Mason Foundation right now, you know, it's been, it started working on it in 2015, 2017 is established. This is the first, you know, 2022, the first public event. It's, it's, it's a journey um of of healing and um not that you ever get over something like this you never do right but mm -hmm. it it takes it takes a while so i really i'm constantly you know my relationship with Brad and julian I'm, I'm constantly um you know admiring their courage and vulnerability to have this conversation and to share and to talk about it because there's so many others that are suffering uh, in isolation and alone and uh, you know this is going to be helpful for them as well right well, we're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about Live Different, but more importantly, the mental wellness programs, and let's talk about teen mental health. Uh, you know, Brad and Judy Lynn, if we can really talk candidly about the signs or maybe not the signs and, you know, and help the, the rest of us navigate through these really, really murky waters of mental health. So please don't go away. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, some more great conversation. Girl, you know what's up. Ooh, say what, say what, say what. Girl, you know what's up. 
First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Welcome back to Hewitt Home. My guests today are Brad and Judy Lynn Mason and Charles Roberts from Live Different. And it's all about a beautiful young lady, Samantha Mason, and a great event, the Samantha Mason Foundation Gala. But right now, our conversation is going towards mental health. And I really want to key on teens, young people. Um, I'm going to go with Charles. Uh, Live Different, yes, I mean, it's an amazing organization that does home builds in impoverished countries and gives hope to families. But there is this little thing called COVID and a pandemic that <laughs> affected the whole world and really affected mental health, especially our youth. So let's talk a little bit about the organization Live Different. Charles, yes, uh, an unprecedented time for any organization, but you pivoted, correct? Yeah, certainly, certainly did, and um, unprecedented, unprecedented time for youth, uh, especially, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, pre-COVID, uh, CAMH, a mental health hospital based out of Toronto, says that you know they put out a statistic every year, and uh, so just pre-COVID, the 29% of all of our young people in Canada who die, do so by suicide. You know, one third of all of our young people in this beautiful country of ours who died do so by suicide. That's unfathomable in my mind. That's crisis mode as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and then a lot of the statistics that are coming out um, during COVID right now have been that that number's increased by 300%. Wow. Uh, suicide attempts have increased and they've got more violent and um, by 300%. In multiple different you know hospitals and jurisdictions are reporting similar statistics. So yeah, youth are in crisis and, you know, COVID hit and as an organization, we're here to serve and, and care mm -hmm. for youth and inspire them and, and encourage them to do the same for others. Now, certainly we're going to do everything we can to, you know, the pivot and, uh, and be there for them. When teachers, you know, schools in session, schools out of session, in some indigenous communities and there's no school at all. And, and you know, everyone's looking for mental wellness uh, programs to be able to connect and kind of break the isolation and support and care for each other. So. We've uh, yeah, we've launched some new programs in the midst of um, you know, I think 
COVID really hit home here for us in March, mm -hmm. and then in June our new programs had launched, and so they've been uh, very well received across the country, and, and uh, certainly here in Manitoba as well. And Brad, you yourself, have you participated in these? And I want to sort of talk about um, this mental, the youth mental health programs. Did it sort of take off sort of based on the traditional Indigenous talking circles? Is there kind of a relationship on that? Charles, better to answer that than Brad right now? Yeah, exactly right, Tracy. That's, that's where, I, where I came from. The whole concept and idea behind uh, you know, an indigenous sharing circle or talking circle, and uh, there's just so much benefit and value that's seen, you know, over <laughs> the course of history, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, creates a level of connection that is rare to get anywhere else. So yeah, we modeled it after that, and it's uh, like I said it's been very, very well received. And um, yeah, the reports we've, we've, like Brad mentioned earlier, we have probably Canada's largest face-to-face -face youth audience, and so we. Um, surveyed a bunch of teachers who had our live kind of programming pre-COVID and we surveyed them again after having our online uh, facilitated program. And it's pretty interactive. It's not your typical webinar or <laughs> it's a pretty interactive, you know, kids are texting and, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's a lot of fun and engaging for them. A lot of technology that uh, is, is uh, we're not familiar with, but the kids are all over it. We um, surveyed a bunch of teachers and they said that our online workshops um, and interactive Circles program is 83% uh, of them said as effective or more effective than the in-person program pre-COVID. So there's there a lot of value there, and um, you know we were just humbled and honored to be there for teachers and, and communities and youth workers, and uh, you know ultimately for youth. And, uh, you know wow. it's still pre-COVID we had teams that would crisscross the country, three teams, and they're in different indigenous communities and high schools and cities every day throughout the school year. And, you know, when COVID hit, all of our work is online and workshops. And then, you know, this coming September post-COVID, programs are going to be available both online and then back in person again as we... Uh, wow. As we so what is your take on these programs, Brad? Uh, well, you know, Julian and I have, uh, have been able to experience uh, programs um, here in Winnipeg at some of the schools in Winnipeg, as well as some of the ones in the isolated Indigenous communities um, back a few years ago. And probably one of the most impactful uh, things that Samantha Mason Foundation has done was to work with uh, Live Different, and um, we started what was called then the the Ice Roads Tour, where uh, their peer speakers and and uh, the band and and the entire presentation went into isolated First Nation communities on on the uh, on the ice roads and spent a few days in each community and um, you know did their presentation and. And then they did some sharing and healing circles and uh, were able to, to put on a, a community concert and, and that type of thing. So the impact uh, from that was amazing. But I, <clears throat> I remember one, uh, one First Nation in particular that we went to and um, they were doing, before they, before they did the sharing circle, they were doing some icebreakers just to, you know, try to get everybody talking, communicating with each other a little bit. And, and to uh, ease things up, and and uh, one of the things they did was, and there must have been I don't know 200, 220 people in the gymnasium auditorium, all all, all school kids, and they handed out a quiz to them uh, that they had to fill out, but um, not put their name on it. So it was a, an anonymous questionnaire, really, is what it was, and and um, it went from some you know 
you know, are you, are you happy? Are you, uh, you know, do you feel loved? Uh, type of thing. Just some really hard questions at the end. You know, have you ever thought of, or have you ever self-harmed, or, or have you ever uh, thought of committing suicide? And uh, they they went back out into the into the group of uh, kids, and they collected all these sheets, and they brought them back, and they shuffled them all up, and then they handed them back out to all the students again. So everybody had somebody else's sheet, you know, so they felt safe in being able to answer for that anonymous person that was on the sheet. And and, uh, and then, you know, they got to the end of the questions and it was stand up if it's yes and uh, remain seated if it's no type of thing. And I'll tell you what, when they got to the end and uh, they said, you know, the, the question was, said, you know, have any of you um, considered committing suicide? I bet you ninety percent of that uh, gymnasium stood up, and which which was obviously very sad. But <clears throat> at the same time, it, it was beautiful in that there, you know, the kids looked at looked around the room in wonderment, yeah. and their their eyes yeah. just got really big, and 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 you could almost feel them exhale and go, "Whoa, it's not it's not just me. You're you not know, alone. I'm not alone." And um, and those are the type of things that uh, you know the lived effort is able to do in these um, in these communities and and, uh, and start the conversations and get people talking and uh, which is certainly the, the first step in, in any healing for sure. Oh my goodness. Wow, that must have been quite a moment. Uh, Judy Lynn, uh, I wanted to talk to you as, as a mom and, and you know moms and daughters and everything like that. Uh, if you look back at Samantha, you, you know yes, re, you know the usual teen things but uh, you know were there signs that maybe you thought, oh, well, you know, it'll, it'll blow over or um, as you look back at, you know, those last yeah, few I think, years? Yeah, I think so, because, I mean, we've got another daughter and, and we've mm -hmm. struggled with her um, prior to. So it was it was, you know, you're you're kind of we were in counseling and we were asking for help and, and Samantha was in counseling and we also did family counseling and you do the best you can with the knowledge that you have. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no two situations that are alike. There's no, you know, two similar situations. So what, what might've worked um, for one won't work for another one. So it's really, it's really difficult to, to, you know, pinpoint any given day or moment or conversation mm -hmm. that, that could have changed it. It's really, um, you just try as hard as you can to, to, get them to talk, get them to open up and, and be a safe place for them to, mm -hmm. to reach out. I think some, some of the, some of the signs that, that we saw, you know, after, after the, fact, the fact, when you reflect, yeah. or, you know, that she, she certainly became more withdrawn and yeah. uh, she spent more time in her room and, uh, and she started to, you know, wear darker clothing and uh, she just became an awful lot less carefree and, and more conscientious for sure. And uh, a lot quieter, and a lot quieter. And, mm -hmm. um, but you know, again, those—I think there's probably an awful lot of teenagers who go through similar things with, without any, you know, thoughts or depression or, or that type of thing. So it's really, but but for sure, and, and it's easy to look back and to um, to think all the things that you could have done differently, and we do that every day, you know. So, but it's um, but it's uh, it's hard to it's hard to differentiate between you know um, if your child is is actually having mental health problems or, or if they're just going through normal 
Um, hormonal teens. Hormonal teens, yeah. So, but uh, you know, I guess again, I mean, the trick to it is to to have a conversation, and communication, for sure. And I, and I'll, I'll tell you something else. You know, I, I was, I told Samantha every single day that she was beautiful and how much I loved her, and probably several times every day. <clears throat> and um, and I remember towards the end, I, I had said that to her, and she looked at me, almost confused, and she said, "Really?" And and I, you know, I'm thinking, "Cool, of course you are." Um, but she didn't need to hear that from me. She didn't, you know, I was, I was her parent and, and her attitude was, well, you have to say that you're, you're my dad, you know, so, mm -hmm. uh, we all look for reassurance from our peers, don't we, you know, at the end of the day. No, we're, we're understanding that more and more. And, and Charles, I, I, you know, to go back to you with these programs and we're finding out so much more and knowing that if you're in a room with people that have the same shared lived experience, you're more apt to open up and to expose yourself and be vulnerable. And I think that teens nowadays are craving to open up and be vulnerable, but then they're so afraid of being ostracized or being ridiculed and being shunned. So, you know, is Live Different in doing these community outreach programs, is it the starting point to creating a bigger conversation? sure is tracy and i think um there's a good point you made there about you know before you can have any conversation you have to make sure you create a safe place to have a conversation mm -hmm. <laughs> right and um yeah so that's that takes uh that takes a lot of work in itself before um, you can expect anyone because you know, social bullying is, is it's different than when we were kids you know we, we had one one of our speakers would travel around to professional development days for uh, teachers talk about social media and bullying the impact social media has had on bullying and it's very different it's very different than it used to be and you know you can't escape from it and it, you know, it's hostile and you know people with keyboard courage say things that are more grotesque and, and uh, hurtful than ever before with little to no accountability and um but yeah certainly the students today are bombarded and um you know even in a sharing circle when you if someone's not comfortable sharing, you say, hey, come, let's, let's come and talk after <laughs> in private or, or yeah. off to the side because, yeah, there's, it's, it's pretty difficult to get a truly safe place where um, students feel like they can, they can open up and uh, be themselves. But, you know, often when one or two students lead with a little, little bit of vulnerability and, and share, that certainly helps the rest of the, the circle of the room um, mm -hmm. do this after that example is given. Yeah. I'm curious, uh, Brad and Judy Lynn, have any other parents opened up to you? Or have you been now, like, you know, everybody has their circle of friends and, you know, it, they say, oh, the ice is broken now and um, you hear more and more now. Has that happened? Yeah, absolutely, no question. There's, uh, there's all kinds of, um, you know, immediately after, after Samantha passed, uh, we had very, you know, close friends of ours where the families were quite close to, to you know, our family and, uh, and some of the stories that came out and some of the struggles that they had um, were, were shocking because we had absolutely no idea as well, you know, and everybody, uh, for whatever reason, I think has a feeling like they need to hide this kind of stuff or, but I mean, it's just so, it's just so common and so prevalent. Um, you know, one of one of my favorite sayings is that um, you know we're all we're all broken. That's how the light gets in, and 
it, tell you what once you're once you're broken uh, be, and, and everybody comes and talks to you and tells you about their struggles it just becomes more and more apparent how how broken we all are and uh, mm -hmm. and how we, we need to love each other and support each other through through all times not just when there's tragedy no no doubt well, there is a light, a very bright, shining light that's going to be happening in May. And so we're going to end off the show talking about a big celebration, a, a gala event, and where the proceeds are all going and how you can make a difference too. So don't go away. You're watching Hugh at Home. So the Hive is a climbing and fitness facility, so we're bouldering only, which means no ropes or harnesses. We use mats for protection. The four pillars of our business are climbing, education, health and wellness, and community, and those aspects all kind of come together to create like a five-star climbing experience. Welcome back to Hugh at Home. Uh, we are going to get right down to it. There's a beautiful brand new event that is happening here in Winnipeg on Thursday, May 5th at the RBC Convention Centre. It is Angels of Compassion presents the Samantha Mason Foundation Gala and it is to remember Sammy. Am I right, Judy Lynn and Brad? <laughs> You are right. It's uh, you know it's taken us seven years to uh, feel like we'll be able to to get through this night, but um, we've uh, we've had great support. Uh, I'm I'm well. We're both in the construction industry, and uh, an awful lot of our construction industry peers, and uh, you know people that support the construction industry, such as banking and, and insurance and, and bonding and and uh, all the rest of our friends have really uh, come out to, to support this event. And uh, I, I think it's gonna be great. You know, we've, okay. we're expecting somewhere between six and 700 people. And uh, it's, and everybody's ready to get out of the house. Right? Yeah. It's been a long, it's been a long <laughs> couple of years. So, but you know, one of, the, one of the things that's especially um, special to us is uh, one, of the, <clears throat> one of the notes that we found on Samantha's phone after she had passed away was uh, questioning whether or not anybody would remember her. So to be able to have this gal and, and have a, a, a bunch of people come out and to celebrate her life and uh, to learn uh, more about what Live Different is, is doing and, uh, and how their money is going to, uh, how their support is going to help to, um, to uh, positively affect other, other youth and uh, youth in crisis is, uh, is very, very special to us for sure. And it's, it's very humbling. Oh, wow. It's uh, almost like a, a dream come true, and I know Charles too. I, this has been a long time in the making, even the foundation and getting it started. <laughs> yeah, it certainly has. We we couldn't be more excited here, because we know there's there's the um, remembering Samantha and, and her carefree spirit and her you know her kindness and compassion, and then um, you know taking that forward into what is going to happen as a result of this night is um, yeah there's a lot of youth's lives are going to be touched a lot of youth lives are going to be saved uh, as a result and uh, so uh, in my seat you know there's there's, there's so much meaning to the night uh, in itself but th there's so much impact and positivity that's going to come as a result of this evening um, you know our team sees it every day and we're very excited for that reason too. Aww. 
Uh, I guess Brad and, and Judy Lynn now as as we're kind of coming to a close and we got a glimpse of who Sammy was. Angels of Compassion, um, what is it all about and what is the future for it? Well, Angels of Compassion is all about um, love and compassion and, and, uh, hope. and hope and, and, um, and, and every day trying to affect the lives of, uh, of our youth, um, not only in Canada but around the world. You know, so uh, we couldn't have a better partner than Love Different for sure as far as spreading the word and, uh, and making positive change. And, if, if I could just uh, tell you one quick story, um, mm -hmm. you know, one of the, you talk about, Charles talked about, <clears throat> sorry, Charles talked about how long it takes to sometimes uh, build a safe place for these kids to be able to, uh, you know, speak up and, and, and speak freely and feel safe. Um, and that's done by returning, you know, every year, um, not to, to the high schools, but, but also to the communities and, and a lot of the Indigenous communities, you know, it's, it's taken them two or three years to, uh, to, to break down some barriers and to, to gain that trust. But we've got um, all the uh, speakers and um, the youth groups that go across Canada. They they build with us quite often as they're moving across Canada. So I get to, to hear some inside stories, you know, as to, to what's happening and the positive changes that they're making. And um, one of the uh, one of the hip hop artists that was uh, up in one of the First Nation communities was outside barbecuing with me one night. And he's Brad, I have to tell you the story. You know, I was. We were packing up our equipment and getting ready to leave this community after being there for three days. And um, this uh, the little girl, I guess she was 11 or 12 years old or something, came up to him and she said, you know, she gave him a big hug and she said, you know, just thank you so much for coming back. And, uh, and you know, and, and um, she had a couple of friends with her and, and he said, you know, it's uh, it's absolutely our pleasure. We love being here and uh, and we love you. And, and she said, I got your present. And, uh, he said, well, you know, you didn't, uh, certainly didn't have to do that. And um, she reached in her pocket and she pulled out a razor blade and gave it to him. So, and uh, yeah, so and she says, I don't need this anymore. You know, I was, I was self-harming and I was cutting and, uh, and uh, because of you and, uh, and uh, the love and, the, and uh, the power that you've given me and my friends, uh, we, we don't need this anymore. So that, that's the kind of impact that Live Different is having uh, on, on these kids. Oh. Well, I mean, it is, and it's sad to say, but it is reality. And I mean, for you both to come forward and share your story, uh, we know that through Charles's um, numbers and, and statistics, it's staggering. But we guess have to know that we're not alone. Um, to wind things up, it's not words of wisdom. <laughs> Maybe I call it words of of lived, lived experience uh, for other parents out there, because there are, there are a lot of parents out there that are probably in the same shoes that you and Judy Lynn were seven years ago, and not knowing where to go, and, and how, do we, how do we break through those bridges? Um, you may not have the answers, but maybe some words. Yeah, we don't we don't have all the answers yet, for sure. As far as um, you know, the helps that are uh, out there to to uh, kids who identify as struggling. But um, I think we're I think as a as a community, I think we're getting better every year because we are talking about it. You know, we are having these conversations, and it is being brought up into the forefront. And and I think as time moves on, we'll have more and more. Um, remedies available to us to be able to go into into get some professional help for 
for our kids. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, just stay plugged in and, and don't ever assume that everything's okay because um, so often it's not. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, we want to thank you so, so much. Thank you, Charles. Uh, for people that want to know more about the organization, where, where can they go to find out more about Live Different? It's livedifferent.com. Thanks, Tracy. Oh, perfect. Okay. And then we'll see everybody out there at the gala for tickets. Uh, you can go to the samanthamasonfoundation.ca, and there's a link there. Judy Lynn says it's all working, and <laughs> buy your tickets now. Oh, you know what? Thank you so, so much. Uh, it means so much to everybody to hear this story. And it, this story never grows old. It'll always touch hearts. And I think we need to definitely talk more about this. And I think the saving grace, Sammy will be remembered. And we've sure. introduced Sammy to all of our viewers and listeners on a podcast too as well. So thank you, Brad and Judy thank Lynn. You, thank you so much. And thank you, Charles. Live different. Yes, like they say, live different and support and help the world. Thank you so much, everybody. Once again, a very heartfelt thank you to Brad and Judy Lynn Mason and Charles Roberts from Live Different. And to all of you, please speak up. You have a voice. And if you need, seek help. You're not alone. From all of us here at Hewitt Home, we hope that you're safe and healthy. And we'll see you next time here at Hewitt Home. on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at Let's Take This Outside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.